Welcome. Church of the Advent is an Anglican congregation in Denver, Colorado, that seeks to share in the life of God by redefining and reorienting everything around the gospel of Jesus Christ. We hope you are challenged, encouraged, and move closer toward the gospel by this week's message. Melito of Sardis was a second century bishop, and early in the second century, he summarized Good Friday's events this way. And so Jesus was raised on a cross, and a title was fixed, indicating who it was who was being executed. Painful as it is to say, but more terrible not to say, he who suspended the earth is suspended. He who fixed the heavens is fixed. He who fastened all things is fastened to the wood. God is murdered. Why? In the simple and very clear words of our Anglican Catechism, Jesus was crucified to fulfill God's plan of salvation, most simply, by dying as a sacrifice for sin and obedience to his Father, thereby doing at least three things, satisfying the justice of God on our behalf, breaking the power of sin and Satan and death, and finally demonstrating the depth, oh, how deep the depth of God's love for you and I and for all of his fallen creation. This is this last point that I just want to reiterate tonight. As you consider the cross tonight on Good Friday, would you consider the depth of the love of God, of the love that he has for you and for me and for his church and for his creation? The, the darkness and the barrenness of this room is meant to remind you in some ways of the darkness and barrenness of this moment, but also of the, of the darkness and barrenness maybe of, of your life, of the brokenness and the darkness and the pain that you have experienced, um, whether a long time ago in the past, whether recently in the past, whether currently, right now, in this moment, either because of your own pain and sickness or because of just the, the weight of the world and the war abroad, or, or even just the barren darkness and the fear that you have about the future, what could happen, what pain you might experience. Where is Jesus? Where is Jesus in this barren darkness? He is dead. He's murdered. And the spear has been thrust through his flesh. And now the fountain of blood and water has dried up. Hebrews 12 calls us to look upon Jesus as the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. Look upon Jesus. Look upon him, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him, who for the joy set before him endured the cross and despised its shame and is now seated at the right hand of God Almighty. So even in the most barren darkness, when, when, nothing else, when it's too dark to see anything else, you can always look at the cross of Christ. Always. Why? Well, one of my favorite poems about the cross, Edward Shalito's poem, Jesus of the Scars, tells us why. He writes, The other gods were strong, but thou was weak. They rode, but thou didst stumble to a throne. But to our wounds only God's wounds can speak. And not a God has wounds, but thou alone. 
So look at the cross because to our wounds only God's wounds can speak. What, do, what are the words that his wounds speak to us? They remind us, again, that even in the darkest, deepest, most barren moments of our pain in the past or present or the pain we fear in the future, God is present and loving you in the midst of suffering. In Ann Voskamp's words, she says, is God really loving? Is God really just? Because that is the question, right? When we suffer and when there's barrenness and darkness and pain and sickness, God, are you really loving? Are you really just? She says, if trust must be earned, hasn't God unequivocally earned our trust? with the bark on his raw wounds, the thorns pressed into the brow, your name on his cracked lips. So tonight, on Good Friday, look again upon the wounds of God. And remember, remember the wounds of Jesus aren't really his wounds. Remember the words of Isaiah we just read. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. By his wounds, we are healed. And so he still carries his wounds. In the resurrected body of Jesus, we still have his nail-pierced hands and, and the wound in his side. I imagine now maybe he's even pressing his wounds in his hands as his church gathers all over the world in prayer, remembering his crucifixion. Now as he's at the right hand of God, praying for you, interceding for you, loving you. Again, as Cindy reminded us so powerfully and beautifully last night, for the joy set before him. This was all for the joy set before him. And she asked, what could possibly, what could possibly be such a depth of joy that could overcome the shame and the torture and the abandonment and the, the curse of death on the cross? He has set you as his joy before his face, you and I, and his church, and all of his creation. So he's gone to the cross to satisfy God's justice, yes, to break the power of sin and Satan and death, yes, and he's gone to the cross to demonstrate beyond question that no matter the darkness in your life, know the depths of the love of God as seen on the cross of Christ. Thanks for listening. We encourage you to take a moment to reflect on what God might be saying to you through what you just heard. For questions, additional information, and resources, please visit adventdenver.com.